0: To
1: the simple, to the You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel.
0: Repentance is not complaining and repentance is not blaming. Repentance is acknowledging the wrong and turning back. I like to say it this way admit it and quit it. Say it out loud admit it and quit. Look at your neighbor and tell them admit it and quit it. Think about it. How can God grant pardon, forgiveness, if we don't admit our guilt?
1: Many of us are rather quick to recognize an insincere apology from someone who's offended or hurt us in some way. This, of course, leads to a compromise in our trust for that person and often creates a barrier in that relationship. As Pastor Dion will teach you in his message today, we as believers are to be sincere in our repentance and sorrow over sin. In his study, you'll be reminded that one of the most important steps of repentance is acknowledging and admitting our guilt in the first place. Now here's Pastor Dion in the book of Luke chapter 15 with today's edition of The Simple Truth.
0: Jesus gave one more story to explain God's heart regarding sinners. So if the two stories weren't enough, the lost sheep and the shepherd leaving the 99, and the relentless woman looking for the coin of the veil sequence, you know, that she dropped, if that wasn't enough to communicate, how much God loves sinners. Jesus gives one more story to reveal the heart of God. This last story is filled with drama and emotion. It has the appeal of a daytime soap or a Telemundo tele novella. You know, it's, it's, it's got that oomph in it. In fact, before Jesus gave the story, Jesus probably put on his announcer voice and said, Conoce más de la historia. En la novela, El Hijo Pródigo. Right? I know Jesus probably, you know, said it in Hebrew or Aramaic and not Spanish, but, but anyhow, here's the story. Then Jesus said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. That's right. Go ahead and say, oh. So Jesus, he kind of starts this story. He says, let me me tell you this next story. Now, he tells the story of two boys. These two boys were brought up In a godly home by godly parents. With all the blessings that that involves. The boys were taught honesty, purity, loyalty. But as they got older, the younger son started rebelling. I don't know, blame it on MTV culture. Blame it on peers, you know, bad company. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, everybody read it out loud with me. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Could have been the, the raff friends he was hanging, about, hanging around with. Could have been a girlfriend he was hanging around with. Nevertheless, who knows what the reason? Too much television rotting his brain. Something or another conjured up cravings on the inside of this kid for the profane. And the younger son eventually approached his father and said, I can't be waiting until you die. So let's pretend you're dead and give me what's mine, which was one-third of the father's net worth. This was bold, hateful, greedy, selfish, rebellious. In fact, everybody should say, Now, the audacity would have incited anger in those who were listening to Jesus' story. Listen, the gall of this guy. They would have said, what the, the, what? Everybody say, what? Eyes would glare, jaws would tighten, fists would clench. People were getting hostile. Now, we don't know why the father consented. Why he liquidated and gave this kid a third of his his net worth. Maybe it was because of the son's manipulation with suicide. I'm going to kill myself if you don't. Or, I might kill you and mom in your sleep. Who knows what... Was moving this father to do what he did. Or maybe he consented because the father consented because of love. He didn't want his son to be stoned by their nosy legalistic neighbors because that's what the law required or demanded. In fact, here's the verse Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 18. Read it with me. If a man has a stubborn, rebellious son who will not obey his father or mother, even though they punish him, then his father and mother shall take him before the elders of the city and declare, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious and won't obey. Then the men of the city shall stone him to death In this way you shall put away this evil from among you, and all the young men of Israel will hear about what happened and will be afraid. So maybe the father was trying to spare his son. But whatever the reason, the father liquidated a third of his wealth and gave it to his younger son. The younger son picked up the duffel bag of cash looked at everyone and said, I'm out of here. And then journeyed to, everybody said out loud, a far country. Say it again, a what? A far country. A far country. Jesus was implying that this far country is not just geographically far, but spiritually far as well. Jesus is saying that, this, that the young rebel abandoned and betrayed God the good father. He wanted to, this, this prodigal wanted to live far away from God. So he sought a new address in a dark and sinful place. In fact, Paul described the transition of a prodigal like this Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Read it with me. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. As a result, their minds became dark and confused, claiming to be wise. They insisted, instead of becoming, they became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they insisted on their own way. So God cut them loose to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. And as a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's body. They traded the truth about God for a lie. Wow. Everybody said, wow. That's exactly what the younger son did. He didn't want a life with the father anymore. He wanted to pursue the lusts of his mind and his flesh. And he went all psychedelic, as they said in northern New Mexico, all psychedelic. Like a tie dye hippie at a Credence concert. Messed up, you know what I'm saying? Messed up. Everybody said, what? Messed up. Jesus called it prodigal living. Another word is reckless. Everybody said out loud what? That's what the man lived, reckless. Friends, parties, hookers, drugs, idolatry, gambling, affairs. Some would describe it partying like a rock star. And it was fun while the money lasted. But then it was gone. And that's when the prodigal heard this. Everybody say it. An alarm. Say it again. He heard what? An alarm. Let's read it. Verse 14. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe, everybody say it, famine in the land. And he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate. And no one gave him anything. The alarm went off. Everybody said again, the what? I mean, while the music was blaring and the laughter was booming, the prodigal was deaf to God's wake-up calls. Listen, just like your cell phone has a variety of alarm sounds, radar, cosmic, ripples, there's a variety of them, a whole list. Well, God has a variety of alarm sounds. He triggers to wake us up when we've gone astray. Sometimes it's an earthquake, sometimes a tornado, sometimes a still small voice. Like it was to Elijah in the Old Testament. He had gotten away from God. He had gone up to hide in a cave. He was depressed and resigned. And God caused an earthquake. God caused a tornado. God even caused a fire. And a still small voice just to get his attention, Elijah's attention. You know what God said? What are you doing here? So sometimes it's those, sometimes that's the alarm sign. Sometimes it's a rooster. Everybody said a what? Yeah, Peter. That's what his alarm clock was he's on the wrong path, saying the wrong things, going the wrong way. And Jesus had already warned him when you hear the cock crow three times, then you know. You've bummed out, you've bombed. And there was the rooster. He knew. Sometimes it's a tune on the radio that God uses, a a song on the radio. In this famine, God was singing to the prodigal, Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? Stop living stubborn and senseless. Desperado. Look at your neighbor and tell them that word, Desperado. Tell them. God was singing to this guy. God sounds alarms. Trying to get our attention. Trying to get us to repent. To turn around and go back home. Because He loves us and doesn't want us to be lost. So when God is sounding the alarm, don't hit the snooze button Of self-help. I'm going to say it again. So when we're in that position and God is sending those alarm sounds, don't hit the snooze button of self-help. You know, we tell ourselves and others, I'll do rehab, counseling, I'll, I'll get a job. I'll handle the mistake myself, thank you. But trying to fix your mistakes on your own never works. Trying to fix the mistake on your own never works. Kind of like the man who was being treated by an EMT in the church parking lot. The guy had two black eyes. The EMT asked him what happened. Well, the man said during praise and worship, the song leader asked everyone to stand. There was a heavy lady in a dress sitting in front of me and I noticed that her dress got caught between her butt cheeks. So I figured I'd help her out and reached over and yanked the dress out. And that's when she clocked me with a right hook on my left eye. After she turned around, I wanted to fix my mistake. So I attempted to stick the dress back in. (laughs) That's when she clocked me with The other with a left hook on the other eye. Trying to fix our own mistakes never works. Here is what the wisest man on earth told us to do. Proverbs chapter 3, it's a verse you like. Let's read it together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Did you see it? Hearing the alarm and turning to God will result in help and healing. Say it out loud in what? Help and healing. But not listening will result in more than a black eye or two. It will end in emptiness, and loneliness, bankruptcy, and divorce, addiction, unemployment, homelessness, Regret. Say the word out loud. What? Regret. The prodigal was knee high in slop and regret. Living and eating with pigs. And it was at rock bottom that the prodigal came to his senses. Let's read it. Verse 17. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. That's a good place to applause right there, right? In the reality of where he was, slopping hogs, the prodigal did this. Here's the big word. Everybody say, he repented. Repentance is not complaining. And repentance is not blaming. Repentance is acknowledging the wrong and turning back. I like to say it this way, admit it and quit it. Say it out loud, admit it and quit. Look at your neighbor and tell them, admit it and quit it. Think about it. How can God grant pardon, forgiveness, if we don't admit our guilt? How can God grant forgiveness if we don't admit our guilt? Like the story of Emperor Frederick the Great who paid a visit to post prison. The emperor spoke with the prisoners and, and each man claimed to be innocent. We're victims of the system. I don't belong here. I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. However, one prisoner there sat silently in a corner. The emperor asked him, and you, sir, who do you blame for your sentence? The prisoner's response was, your majesty... I alone am guilty and deserve my punishment. Smiling at the warden, the emperor shouted, Finally, a prisoner I can pardon. 1 John 1 and verse 8 says, If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. (laughs) Repentance. The prodigal son, just like the prisoner, owned up to his sins. His once stubborn pride was replaced with humble repentance. And the father forgave and restored him. Let's read it. And he arose and he came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and the sandals on his feet. And bring out the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. I love it. The kid repented. And he makes his way back home. And we see the picture. The father had been scanning the road every day for his prodigal son. Praying. Hoping. To see him return. That's God's heart. Not holding against you your trespasses. But hoping and praying that you'll come back. Not... Having written you off. But hoping and praying to see you return. And when this father saw him, he ran. Everybody said he what? He ran with arms open wide. No wagging fingers. No clenched fists. No I told you so lectures. No where have you been interrogations. Just pure grace no one listening to Jesus story that day anticipated this a father racing out to this prodigal who had insulted him who had betrayed him racing out and embracing him and the word says he kissed him in the Greek it says and he kept kissing God is in the search and rescue business. And Jesus is the same way with all of us. Running out to meet us even though we are soiled and smelly and sin-soaked, He stretches out His arms and says, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, read it with me. This is what Jesus says. Come to Me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens of sin and regret, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. So Jesus is saying that's why I am so interested in tax collectors and sinners because our God is. Our Father is. So we shouldn't be angry and hostile and legalistic and judgmental. There are only two people in the story, two people in the story that weren't happy about the son's return. The fatted calf, and the other brother. As we to the simple.
1: We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Simple Truth. We pray that Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Luke has given you a new insight into the life of Jesus and brought you closer to Him. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of the simple truth or hear additional messages, visit tmcalvary.com. You'll find them under the sermons tab. You can even experience the video version of these teachings at our YouTube channel. Just follow the link. And don't forget to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified as soon as we've uploaded new messages that we know will share Jesus' love and truth for your life. Find a link to our YouTube channel at our website. Again, that's tmcalvary.com. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to be involved in what we're doing here at The Simple Truth. We'd love for you to join us in praying for the people who will be listening to these broadcasts, who may even be hearing about Jesus for the first time. Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would open ears and soften hearts and that lives would forever be changed? Would you pray also for Pastor Dion and the team here at The Simple Truth? Pray that we always keep our eyes on the Lord and that we're courageous to follow wherever he may lead. Would you also pray about financially supporting this ministry? Any and all amounts given are useful and greatly appreciated. You can find out more at tmcalvary.com. Just click on Donate. Thank you for praying about this, and thank you for joining us today on The Simple Truth. So let us join our hands, and together we stand.